Man, you're looking skinny. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, you are so thin. <laughs> maybe, only, maybe the only time you ever hear it. You heard it first at Church Unlimited. <laughs> well, in your um, you would have on your seats got two forms. If you want to grab both of those, please do it. You know, there's a lot of effort goes into putting the brochures together and actually putting them on the seats as well. We were doing it at about 11.15 on Friday night. So there's the Church Unlimited Conference brochure there for urgency, and then the plus one brochure. So there's those two there today. So I want to refer to those for, for a moment. Uh, this is, mainly this is for, if you're not registered, you can use it and uh, let them know at the information desk, but more for you to um, advertise it to other people, all right? So the plus one and the brochure go together, okay? So let me just explain that in a moment. We'll get to that. But this year, as you know, New Zealand Beyond is incredibly different to what we've had in the past. For a start, we've got electives you know, on, on mental health issues, on leadership, on moving in the supernatural power of God. So that, that's a change from what we've done before. But also um, the nights are going to be, uh, we've got a pre-conference part of uh, each night starting at 6.30, going through to 7 p.m. And the first night is going to be, or one of the nights, I don't know all the, can't remember all the details, one of the nights will be the the phenomenal Waitoto Choir, which may in itself just fill the stadium up. Uh, you don't want to miss that for a start. But then the other nights is going to be performances uh, from, well, there's probably, I worked out over 150 people are involved in different performances uh, for, our, for our sessions, just to add something extra, add the nation's flavor, add something extra to the conference. I think we've also got our Salvation Army band is going to come through somewhere along the line. So, you know, we're going all out this year to really promote this concept of we're after New Zealand and we're after the nations of the world. But more important than that is, as you well know, New Zealand has drifted far from God and we've got to stem the tide of decline and uh, we've got to stop the invasion of satanic forces into our nation. How many of you know that only the church has got the power to do that? Politicians, business people, multimillionaires, billionaires, they can throw all the money they like at it, but to stop the enemy overrunning our nation, only the church has the power to do that. That's why God has raised up New Zealand and beyond. It's not just so we can have a conference now, this is because there is a, a nation hanging in the balance and slipping away into the dark regions away from God. And so God said, I need a church that will rise up and say, no, we are going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to seek God. We're going to stem the tide of evil. And we're going to turn this nation around for God's sake, for our own sake, but even more than that, for our children's sake. So they're in a, in a country that is towards God and hungry for God. And you know, the reality is, friends, that it's going to take all of us to do this. Right across our campus, it's going to take every one of us uh, to do it. And if you have any concern for our nation, 
then you can help by just coming along for a start. And that would really be very, very helpful. But what this, um, so if you've not yet registered, please do so. But what this Plus One campaign is about is, here's the question I want to ask you. Do you know a Christian in another church? Is anyone? Do you, do you know any other Christians apart from those at church? If you know another Christian, give me a wave if you know a Christian in another church. Okay. It's just about everybody. Invite them. Just invite them. Our team are being amazed at people we thought would never come. When we tell them a conference, they say, yeah, sure. Tell me, when is it? Tell me about it. The, the interest level is extraordinary. The problem is people don't know about it. I mean, we do all the advertising we can, but a lot of people don't know about it. So we're asking you today to buy a plus one. Just buy one ticket at $65, which is the minimum price, and find someone to bring along, all right? So we're expecting 500 of these to happen over this week and next week. If you're thinking, well, yeah, I, I can find someone, but I can't afford it, let us know who that person is, and we will pay for it. But you have to have spoken to the person. Like, we can't go and cold turkey them because they'll think, what are you talking about? So you need to have spoken to them. You need to know they're going to come, but you can't afford it. We will take care of it. You just have to let the church office, one of the pastors, know some details of contact number or email or whatever it might be. I was just at an event the other day, and I went up to this couple of pastors there, and I said, oh, have you ever heard about New Zealand? And I said, no. I said, I told them a bit about it. I said, are you interested? They said, absolutely. When is it? We'll be there. And it's that easy. That easy. So can you join with us in this campaign? But today... You know, you might say, well, I don't know who to bring. What about a step of faith? It's all about faith. Just buy a ticket, and then God can help you to find someone to bring along. So you can, all, you, all we need, we had a similar spot. All we need is your name, email, phone number, and your campus. And just take the information desk at the end of the service, and they will be ready and waiting to look after you. All right. I think we've got a prayer and fasting slide here somewhere, have we? Let me see. Yeah, there we go. That's what we've got so far. 7,849 days. Who reckons that could make a bit of a difference? No, no one does. Well, we're wasting our time then, aren't we? It's about 350 to 400 people per day, which is, you know, across campuses, that's not a bad effort. And it, believe me, it will make a massive difference because God honors prayer and fasting. Extra prayer meeting on Friday night. You've already heard Jody say, last Friday night, I'll mention it, my man, it was so, so, so powerful. I was just unbelievable. I thought, we've got to do this again. So second chance, but it's only 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, this Friday night. And I'm going to personally lead a session on personal breakthrough because there was just a strong sense of breakthrough at the last prayer meeting on Thursday night, Friday night. So we're going to touch that part again, plus a few other things. So... Uh, do that. Also, uh, coming up is Team Unlimited on not this Friday, the Friday after. We've called it Friday Night Drinks. <laughs> Friday Night Drinks. Uh, the thought here is we're taking back territory that the enemy has stolen. Yeah. You know, Friday Night Drinks is usually a boozy night, and they get filled with the wrong spirit. We're coming to Friday night. We're going to get filled with the right spirit. We're going to be set on fire for God. 
And it will be a powerful. These, these Team Unlimiteds are really catching people's attention. Like it's a family coming together. Hey, we are the ones that make Church Unlimited happen. And so it's really, really exciting. So that's not this Friday night, but the following Friday night. We're still on our fasting. That's why it's drinks for that night. All right. And don't forget tonight, it's a Pacific Island, our PI night. It will be massive. All right. So bring your family, bring your friends, and let's see what God will do in the special event tonight. But stand with me right now, please. Angus Day. Can you do that one? We're going to go with a song just to, why, why do we do this? You might say, oh, you guys get us standing all the time. Well, one reason so you don't fall asleep. But this is so you position yourself with encounter. If you tell God how hungry you are and you worship Him with all your heart, He will meet with you in some way. So if you're ready for this, lift your hearts, lift your voices. If you need to, lift your hands and just cry out to God and say, God, I'm desperate for you. I need to hear your voice. I need a touch from heaven today. Thanks, team. Yeah, come on. standing as we um, switch over to all the campuses. Just give them a moment or two. Trust you're ready for God's word this morning. We want to welcome in all our campuses all the way from Sydney to Kaitaia, Rotorua, Whangarei, and uh, our city as well. Welcome on board, everybody. Across our campuses, if you could uh, all please stand as we pray. Holy Spirit, we so need you this morning. You said the flesh profits nothing, but the words that you speak are spirit and they are life. They can touch us, they can change us, they can transform us. We thank you, Lord, that you have a specific word for every person. Under the sound of my voice, across all our campuses, Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear what the Spirit would say, that we might take home something from heaven. And Holy Spirit, I pray for every person who has never got involved in fasting, who never exercised this discipline for many and varied reasons. Holy Spirit, I ask specifically that you will speak a word into their hearts today. And they would see the incredible benefits and blessings 
that come with prayer and fasting. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Grab a seat, everybody. So Sunday night, finished our meeting, guest speaker, David Pierce. And I said, do you want to have something to eat? Because the fasting hadn't started. And he said, yeah. He said, I like Indian. <laughs> I said, that'll be a stretch, but I said, I think we'll find a place. So we made our way to Punjabi Kitchen. And uh, the fenugreek chicken in the lamb madras was to die for. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was so unbelievable. I thought to myself, is this heaven? <laughs> Are we close to that eternal realm? I'm fully persuaded the marriage supper of the lamb, it's got to be curry. It's, it just has to be. I, I can't imagine it could be anything else. So this was last Sunday night. It's kind of like the last supper before the fasting started on the Monday. And you know, I don't know what you're like, but I love food. I mean, I love food. Some people eat to live. I live to eat. It's just different. It's just, I mean, if you saw my lifestyle, believe me, I, I love eating. I just love eating. And then there comes this biblical call to fast, to go without food. And I mean, I think to myself, like, God, are you for real? Like, you put all this fantastic fruit in front of us, then you say, don't eat. And I say, like, you mean no food in my mouth? Really? Is anyone with me on this? Like, it's, God, I, what's, what's going on here? This, God, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. How do we, how do we go without this food, and yet the call to fasting is so strong. So I've had to process this whole challenge between addiction to food <laughs> and going without food. It's probably one of the hardest, most miserable things that you do in life. Have you noticed when you fast, the days are longer? It's like... It's like they're 36 hours. <laughs> and have you ever noticed that you just can't wait till it's time to go to bed? Huh? It's, it's just this incredible thing. And uh, one of the bits that I like about it, it talks about fasting, it talks about afflicting the soul. I'm thinking, you're dead right. This is afflicting my soul. And it's, it's hard. I can't, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the toughest things that we have to do in life. Um, and yet, according to the Bible, it's, it's probably the fastest way to get God to work a miracle in your life. So there's the problem. It's this thing we hate, and yet it's the thing that gives the greatest blessing. 
isn't that often the way life is? You know, things that are hardest to get are often the most rewarding things to have. And and nothing tends to come that easily in life. And I reckon that, you've heard me say this before, but I reckon one of the phenomenal master strokes of Satan on society is he has elevated food to be at almost every occasion. It's almost you can't do almost anything without where's the food. And so food has become, I want to suggest, it's like an idol now that we just have to partake of. So is it an idol? I sometimes think my life, it probably is an idol. What's an idol? Something you just have to have. <laughs> something you just can't live without. That's, that's basically what an idol is. It's something that means more than it should. <clears throat> and so Philippians 3.19 says, Whose God is their belly, who set their mind on earthly things. Anyone guilty? King's stomach. Everyone say, King's stomach. Yeah, King's stomach, you're going down. Talk to King's stomach. Tell him to behave. Is it a him or a her? I don't know. Tell King's stomach to behave. You know, you're not going to control my life. God is going to control my life. Just a recent prayer meeting during the fasting, and I, I felt... I felt the Holy Spirit say this. He says, you know, Tark, I have tremendous blessings I want to give my people. But they have to go after it. They have to chase it down. They have to pursue it with passion. See, God longs, longs to bless you. He longs to bless you. It's just not going to fall out of the sky. Sometimes there's a price to pay and a challenge to go through. And unfortunately, my friends, that's what fasting is all about. So we're on day seven. Campuses, Kaitai, how are you doing? Rotorua, Whangarei, the rest of you, how are you all doing? Day seven. Uh, Is anyone feeling hungry? Gosh, I saw every hand go up in Whangarei. That means they're all fasting. That's great. Well done. so we're fasting for personal breakthrough. That's a big part of it for souls, for NZB. But you can still join the fast. Isn't that good? There's still 14 days to go. Yeah, you don't, don't feel you've missed out. There's plenty of time. <clears throat> if you are fasting, <clears throat> a warning. The enemy has just heightened his activity in your life. Expect opposition. Expect difficulties. Expect challenges to arise because He is none too happy that you are doing this prayer and fasting because he knows he's in trouble, so he's got to try and stop you or hinder you or block you. So pray for protection over yourself, over your family, over your finances, just over every area of life because it's so important to do that. When you fast, food will appear everywhere. It will. You'll go to work and there'll be a special morning tea or there'll be a chocolate bar put on your desk. Or the boss, who's the meanest boss on the planet, is going to that day take everyone out for a free lunch. 
That will be the day that you are fasting, and everything within you will, want, will be tempted to say, no, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. But hey, what I've found, I don't know about you, but I find food jumps out of the fridge. It does. Or out of, I walk past the pantry, and next thing I know, there's a chocolate bar heading towards me, and I have to eat it. No, I mean resist it in Jesus' name. So when you're, when you're fasting, hunger is, it's hunger, it's, it is tough. And you're probably going to say, this is killing me. Well, that's actually the whole idea. It's to kill the flesh and to heighten the spirit. Because that's what happens when you fast. So with this half night of prayer, I don't know whether you were there or not on Thursday night, Friday night. And I found, because we're in the middle of fasting, I found my spirit was so alive and so connected with the Spirit of God. It's almost throughout the night, and I had to hold myself back. I had prophetic thoughts. The voice of God was just coming like effortlessly because you're such a being so tuned in with God. And that's what happens when you fast. Your, your carnal man diminishes and your spirit man comes alive. And uh, it, was, it was, you know, the four hours just went like that. I thought, wow, it's gone. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it so much. And it's like this, the cunning Holy Spirit, so clever. He says, Tark, you want some more of this? I said, oh, yes, Lord. He said, well, you know the pathway, prayer and fasting. It's so annoying. It makes me so mad because it is just so, so powerful. So it's, it is it's very powerful. It's one of, the, one of the greatest things. But, you know, one of the things that came out on Friday night, Friday night was this word, when you pray, when you fast, or when you come into church, the key word is expectancy. Just say to the person next to you, expectancy. Yeah. So, what did you come expecting this morning? Huh? What was your expectation? Did you expect to encounter God? Did you expect a breakthrough? What did you expect? Because God meets us at our place of expectation. If you fast and pray, if you're doing this, what are you expecting? You see, the Bible says, you know, um, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it shall be yours. It, just praying and praying and praying is kind of like, I'm not going to go that far, to be honest. You've got to pray with expectancy. There's another verse that says, uh, watch and pray. Can I turn it around to pray and watch? So you pray, then watch for the answer to what you're praying. You ready? Watch. You know, you pray, you pray, you pray. You know, you're praying for you know, one of your kids to behave better, all right? Then watch the next day and see them, see them hopefully behave better. Sometimes you just pray, 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 but the next day you don't even expect them to be any better. Or if you've got a sickness or whatever, whatever it is. So pray and watch. Cross campuses, will you say that? Can we all say that together? Pray and watch. Say it again. Pray and watch and then expect. And that's, I believe, a real significant key to God doing something. Matthew 6, 16 and 18, when you fast, your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. 
When you get hungry, that's what you quote to the devil. My Father in heaven is going to reward me openly. Satan be gone in Jesus' name. When you see people eating, it will annoy you. All right? That's all right. That's when you quote this verse. And then you feel sorry for them because you're moving into greater blessing and they're staying where they are. Early Christians spoke of three great foundations of a strong faith. We know them in Matthew 6. It says, when you give, Matthew 5, uh, 6 verse 3, verse 5, when you pray, verse 16, when you fast. So giving, praying, and fasting are the three duties of all Christians. These are the foundations. Listen carefully. You're not going to hear this preached in a lot of places, but really listen, folks. These are the three foundations, according to Jesus, upon which we build a strong faith that delivers what we are wanting. You know, so many Christians say that Christianity just does not deliver for me. I'm not seeing the answer. I'm not seeing the break. I'm not seeing the blessing. I don't have the peace. I don't have the joy. You know, they just, it's not working for them. Well, there may be many reasons, but I think one of the things we'll do, let's go back to the foundations. Is there foundations in place? You know, so when, are we giving faithfully, tithing, giving to the Lord? Is that in place? If it is, okay, let's go. Are we going beyond that and praying? You know, so we're giving, and now we're praying foundation number two. You might say, Pastor, I do both of them, but my life's still not working out. But have you got the third foundation? Fasting. Fasting. It's a foundation. Are you getting it, folks? It's a foundation. A lot of people kind of think, because I know what people are like. Oh, I can, I can skip that one. You can't. You can't not. If, even Derek Prince says, you know, you probably can't fulfill God's will without fasting. Isn't that amazing, eh? So we've we got to preach the truth to the church. Is anyone okay for me preaching the truth? So, so you actually know how Christianity works? I just can't give you half the gospel and say, hey, God's going to bless you and not tell you what the conditions that are involved in this whole thing. And so I think it's really important. So think about a foundation. When we were building this big building here, all right, we had our quotes had come in and what it was going to cost us. They started digging the foundation. I don't know what they hit, some rock or some obstacle. They came back to us and said, hey, guys, we've got problems with the foundation, and it's going to cost X tens of thousands of dollars. I don't know how much it was, and we didn't have the money. And we faced a choice right then. Are we going to go pay this expensive amount and put this foundation in? Or are we just going to skip it and hope for the best? Well, we put that foundation in because we felt it was absolutely essential and critical. Because if we didn't, if a storm came and pressure came, any building without a right foundation is going to collapse. Do we know that? Yeah. It's happened all around the world. So same with our prayer and fasting, friends. Fasting is one of the vital foundations upon which to build your Christian faith. If you have giving, praying, and fasting in place, all across our campuses, you have a foundation upon which you can build something amazing and wonderful for God. Let's get all the three foundations. To, why don't we say them together? You ready? Go with me. Giving, fasting, oh, praying, fasting. Try it again. Giving, praying, fasting. Three foundations. Get those in place, and you're going to find God's favor and blessing will be on you more than ever before. Okay, Church Unlimited is built on a foundation of prayer and fasting for over 30 years. And so as we grow and expand, we know we've got a good, strong foundation. I think that's one of the reasons God put this foundation out, because we're going to expand, we're going to grow, but we want to be able to sustain what God does. And so fasting, giving praise like the infrastructure 
upon which we can build. So one of the uh, great verses for Church Unlimited is Isaiah 54, 2-3. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and left. Your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. All our cities are desolate. Auckland, Kaitaia, Whangarei, Rotorua, Sydney, Tuvalu. It's the desolate city. And God wants them to be inhabited and made to come right. I've just returned from India and I spoke at two large conferences and uh, some photos are going to come up for you right now. Had an incredibly powerful time. That was a conference in Delhi, about two to 3,000 people. Just flick through them quickly, guys. That was an altar call for prayer. That was just pastors and leaders. That was in Lucknow, preaching a message there. In Lucknow, that was about 1,500 in that pastors and leaders conference and that's another one of that as well. And then one more, I think, one of the great leaders, Solomon King in India. And the focus of my messages, incredibly, was on prayer and fasting. And the response was amazing. Seriously, amazing. It's like India has realized that if they want to see that nation change, they need to start to pray and fast. Yeah. And so one of the leaders, after I preached, he got up and he said, how many of you are willing to commit to praying, uh, fasting one day a week, please stand your feet. About a thousand people stood to their feet, friends. India is getting the message. It's time to pray and fast because that nation is going to have a mighty revival. God is going to break out from the left to the right. There's some people are saying that born again in India is possibly 10% or even more than that, up to 15%, way ahead of New Zealand. Uh, you know, the church is advancing in India. It's a fantastic thing. And two key leaders have said to me, Church Unlimited needs to do India and beyond. So it's, it's on our target. It's coming up. We've got a slide for that, I'm sure. There you go. 2021, I'm not sure that's when it's going to be. New Delhi, I'm not sure that will be the place. But hey, it's on our target list because uh, God is expanding us. But not only that, uh, there's a plan right now to do Ukraine and beyond in uh, May this year. Uh, God willing. And uh, Dimitri, it's a fantastic church up there as well. So, friends, you can see that we're expanding, we're fasting, we're growing rapidly. And the reason that this is all happening, friends, is because we've got this foundation of prayer and fasting. So when you pray and fast, expansion happens. Yeah. Growth happens. Enlargement happens. And we're calling all, this is what New Zealand and beyond is all about, so we can all be a part of this great expansion. Do you know when I talk about New Zealand and beyond, India and beyond, guess what we're saying? That's your calling. Tell the person next to you, that's your calling. Yeah. Aren't you Church Unlimited? Is that, are you Church Unlimited here? Hey, I'm not going to do all this by myself. This is our calling. New Zealand beyond our calling. Ukraine beyond our calling. UK beyond our calling. This is all our calling. We can all do our part to help fulfill this calling. Let's not be just spectators. Let's get involved. Let's engage. Be a part of it. Let's give. Let's pray. Do whatever we can. Even go if need be. What we feel God is saying about New Zealand and beyond is that it's more than a conference. It's a move of God. It's a move of God. See, New Zealand doesn't need another conference. We've got conferences every week of the year. New Zealand needs a move of God. New Zealand doesn't need more great preachers and more good music. It needs a move of God. 
And I believe God is orchestrating this conference that it is going to result in a move of God. So my musicians and singers are going to come and join me right now because I think we need to sing to what God wants to do here through our conference and to bring a move of God. So when you register for a conference at the end of this service, don't register for a conference, register for a move of God. When you buy a plus one, don't bring someone to a conference. Say, I'm bringing someone to a move of God where they can encounter the Lord, where their life can be transformed, where the power of God can strike them, save them, set them free so their lives are never the same again. Come on, stand with me. Can we go straight to this as a move? Yep. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loose. This is what happens at conference. God, we believe, but yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do. Our bodies are still being raised. Come on. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe, yes, we folks. Van can stay here because we're going to wrap it up. You can grab a seat. We'll wrap this up fairly shortly. It's a move of God we're promoting. We need a move. You know, fasting is one of the quickest ways to see miracles. A couple in the process of a divorce. Marriage breakdown, marriage conflict, disaster. They decided to fast and pray. God worked a miracle. Restored unity and there was no divorce proceeding. Have you tried it for the relationship you're struggling in? Is your marriage not quite as good as it could be? Here's the key. Here is the key. Person said they've been fasting seven days on liquids for their family and their children to get saved. Children away from God. You got kids away from God? They said, after two years of running from God, my daughter gave her life back to Jesus Christ. Got kids away from God? Have you tried fasting? That's our message, friends. It's one of the three foundations. See, some, some answers you will, I know it sounds pretty tough, but, but it's, it's all from the book, folks. Some answers will not come without fasting. It really is as simple as that. Sorry to say it, it's not good news, but it's the truth. 
There's a man who was a heavy drinker, heavy smoker. He just could not give up, tried everything under the sun. But on the third day of a no food fast, the desire for smoking completely went and never returned again. Buddhists have holy days when they fast. Islam has every year 30 days, Ramadan. Other religions are fasting and praying and crying out to God. Friends, we need to do the same thing. One last thing I want to mention is this. A big focus in the world for many, many years for long life and health was exercise and fitness. You had fitness gyms come up all across the globe. The world has now changed. Do you know what they're saying? The world is now saying the number one way to health and long life is fasting. Would you believe it? They finally caught up with what the Bible said 6,000 years ago. Isn't Jesus always ahead of the game? You know, the most damaging thing to health is probably overeating. The most positive thing for health is fasting. It's like the devil is just, he just turns the tables on us all the time. That's why we've got to stand up and declare. We've got to shout from the rooftop, fasting is God's way. The devil's saying, no, eating's my, the way. Eating's the way. God's saying, no, fasting. So it's a real battle royal. And I guess the question is, which one wins? Do we eat or do we fast? We need to do some fasting because the, one of the things, it can heal your, your eyes, your you know, blood pressure. If, what, what happens is water flushes out the toxins and the poisons in your system, and it gives your whole digestive system a break. And some of your digestive systems need a break. So tell the person next to you, give your digestive system a break. Go and tell them boldly. They need to hear it. All right, I've run out of time. I don't know what happened here, but I'm right out of time. Just as I finish. Fasting is a grace from God. If you've tried and failed, try again. If you've been trying this 21 days and you've messed up and lost your weight, just pick up and keep going. Doesn't matter. If you ate last night, doesn't matter. Start again today or whenever. Just if you fall, you just get up and get going again. Just try not to fail every meal. <laughs> try and succeed one or two, somewhere along the line. But whatever you can do, it's a very personal thing. We don't tell you what to do. We just present what the Word of God says. But, you know, I want to encourage you this. Target one area of your health. Uh, and maybe one other area where you need a breakthrough in your life. Because it may just be time for your breakthrough. It may just be your hour, your time, your moment for a breakthrough. So why don't you join us, if you haven't already, on this incredible journey to more of God, to more of His blessings, more of His breakthrough. He has a promise to reward your prayer and fasting. And God is not a man that He would lie. God bless you. Thank you, campuses, for joining us. Hand over to the campus pastors. All right.